Welcome back, Bulls Nation, to another episode of the Nothing But Bull Podcast. I'm your host, Derek, and of course, I'm here with my main man, Just B. Just knows what's going on. Nothing much. I'm feeling drippy today. At least that's what the kids told me. (laughs) (laughs) Everything is great. We had some uh, technical issues. Um, Melissa's uh, internet was moving as slow as the Bulls offense in the beginning of games, but good now. (laughs) Of course, the ever famous Melissa. (laughs) There, no. <laughs> What's going on? People hey. seen the Jordan ads. What's up, Take gang? It, claim it. Um. <laughs> hey, thanks for that, Justin. <laughs> thanks for calling me out. I appreciate that. And uh, yeah, you do look pretty drippy. <laughs> Listen, I understand you're mad because you're hungry, but. Food's on the way. I'm hangry. What, what, what's for dinner, though? Ribs. Which, crazy enough, wasn't my first choice. I don't know why it wasn't, but I'm glad that I'm getting it because, it, um, yeah, if if me having to have ribs is the worst part of my day, which apparently it is, then I will take that day every day. So, Justin, I know you had a story to tell that I didn't get to hear yet. You haven't told yet. <laughs> I want to hear about this, uh, some story that you were going to tell that you haven't told yet. Um, I don't think I can repeat that story on the podcast. What? <laughs> about the, the man and the... the, the yeah, that's not worth the story you was telling <laughs> Uh, not that one, but uh, you're leaving some questions for the viewers. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you definitely left some questions for the viewers by saying it that way, though. <laughs> we're starting out the show awkwardly because you know <laughs> when you were here, it was just me and Derek, and um, Derek was whispering into the microphone for some reason, and I was like, "You're a careless whisperer." And he had no idea what I was talking about, the George <laughs> Michael song. So I, of course, start playing the George Michael song. And it's like, for all of those people who don't know, it's a slow ballad. So it got a little bit awkward, um, at least for me, because apparently I was the only one who could hear the song as I was talking with, with Derek. So I'd imagine that'd be weird if that song was playing and it was just two gentlemen on the, uh, <laughs> on the line. Yeah. Uh, I'm just... Added me like I never heard the song. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> then I hear it. I'm like, oh, I've heard that instrumental. I've never listened to the actual words. I didn't know the song had words. I think that I could hear it. He was just feeling as awkward as I was feeling. So Are I you able to play it so that they can hear it? So that the viewers can hear it? <laughs> no, that's all right. So they don't need to hear it. <laughs> I'm hurt. I'm sure they've heard it somewhere without words before. So are you going to tell the other story that's okay to tell? (laughs) Not the one Um, about the man and dot, dot, dot. Yeah, so um, we have this uh, thing on uh, at our school called Raise the Flag where everybody wears red. Um, And it's because 
Um, our school is just outside of Tampa, so they support the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, uh, a team that I hate. Makisha was always like, you don't ever support anything at the school, which truth be told, I don't. Um, but I decided to to wear my rose colors and the kids were looking at me. First of all, I, I went up inside of the room because the kids were in like a holding room because I was doing my planning. And the kids were like, who is that black man that just came inside of the room? <laughs> like, you know, because I was saying good morning to them and they apparently had absolutely no idea who I was. And the teacher's like, that's Mr. Butler. Um, because you had glasses on? Because I had my I had my hat on, I had um, <laughs> my shirt on, the glasses, uh -huh. everything. I was just decked out in Bulls gear, and you know the kids had never seen me wear anything like that, and yeah, it just totally tripped them out. So that was an interesting day. Also, being stopped by the the principal because she didn't recognize me either. <laughs> Is there like a, a dress code? Are you not allowed to wear hats? It's just you never wear hats in general, but is there a certain type of dress code? Like, are you able to wear hats if you want to? They don't want you necessarily doing that. I mean, there's, they have these dress codes, which I don't necessarily understand. Like you are not allowed to wear like your hoodie on. Um, I was walking around the cafeteria because my head was cold and I had my hoodie on and my principal came out and she's like, oh, you're not allowed to wear your hoodie. I said, why not? And she said, oh, because the kids aren't allowed to wear their hoodie. And I turned around and looked and I said, there's a lot of things around here that the kids aren't allowed to do that I'm allowed to do because I'm an adult. And she's like, well, it's just a school policy. And I said, well, I don't understand the policy, but I didn't want to get into it with her right in front of the kids in the cafeteria. So I just took the video off. But I don't I don't enforce those kind of things because we don't really have like a school dress code per se. So I feel I feel weird enforcing something that's not really part of what we say should be enforced. So in my classroom, kids wear hoodies. I, I don't care about that kind of stuff. Where, where are you disappearing? Like, <laughs> oh, there she is. I was about to say, this is like the third time we lost a <laughs> I, I muted it so you wouldn't see the camera moving away. But that's funny, the fact that they didn't recognize you because you were in your bull's gear. That's pretty Yeah, wild. I had absolutely no idea who I was. <laughs> Recording progress. <laughs> um. Hi. It just got awkward again. Should I play Careless Whisper? <laughs> no, uh, I think we're we're done with awkward. Moments. I feel like that would make things more awkward. I don't know. <laughs> we have enough awkward moments with bulls as it is right now. How in the world do you start a game where you go half of a quarter and score one point <laughs> in the NBA? 
The score was 22 to 1 yesterday. <laughs> At about like the seven minute mark. Yeah, this was like a teaching lesson uh, for Ariel because she came in and she was like, Daddy, I thought buckets like were two points or three points. Why is there <laughs> only one boy on the <laughs> And I'm like, there is a logical reason for there being one point, but in totality, there really isn't a logical reason <laughs> for there being only one point in on the scoreboard. Like, <laughs> it's it was like the worst <laughs> offense I've ever seen in my life. I know we broke a record. <laughs> no, we almost <laughs> broke a record. I think had they just not scored any more points, it would have been like the lowest. <laughs> score for a team since like the 1960s or something. So we didn't actually break a record yesterday for that? No. (laughs) We were close to it. Wow. Not just in the shot clock era, just like basketball in general. Yeah, just (laughs) basketball in general. Once we again, to keep it positive, Melissa. So we're, we're all I, laughing, <laughs> laughing through our tears. <laughs> Once again, the starters come out slow, even though Billy changed the lineup and put Caruso in the power forward, which is a problem in itself because you're playing Caruso with power forward, but. The bench comes in and turns things around, which has been like every game this season. And you would think, well, maybe it's the mid-three that are not working and causing these slow starts. And after the game, Billy was asked if he would consider bringing... Zach, DeMar, or Vooch off the bench to start. And he says, no, I don't think I'm willing to do that. Why is this man still a head coach in the NBA? He's so stuck in his ways. It's not even funny. I don't know. I'm actually surprised. I I was actually surprised by the answer, considering the fact that... um, I mean, it's it seems pretty obvious that he's lost most of the team, if not all the team, especially one in particular. So it's not about like being like the players' coach anymore at this point. So I'm actually surprised by that answer. It, it's like uh, yeah, it's it's not like the honeymoon phase anymore with with Billy. So I'm shocked that he answered that. He didn't have any answers, you know. I will give it like the coaching staff some credit because when I when I'm listening to like other um, guys like broadcast like former players, they talk about the fact that your bench players, your young players, they mostly spend a good amount of their time with the assistant coaches. Um, 
So when those guys are coming in and playing with energy, a lot of that can be attributed to what it is that they're going through um, with those assistant coaches, working on their game, making sure that they stay ready. But generally speaking, your starters, your vets, those are the people who spend the majority of the time with the head coach. And for this team to start every single game, like they've never played with each other a day in their life. Like, I don't know. I don't know what else he needs to do to get fired. I mean, they play basketball like with the same enjoyment that we have watching them play. Like they, they play so dispirited. Like when I'm watching the Bulls play in the beginning, I'm, I'm thinking to myself, are they just going to show up today? Like, are they going to have any energy like with those starters? And they look completely lost. Like there is absolutely no chemistry with them whatsoever. And as much as people say, you know, these guys have to be professional, like, I think people need to get out of like applying their own sensibilities to these professional athletes. The majority of us aren't going to a job hearing thousands of people yell our, our names. Um, majority of us aren't going to a job where it's necessarily fun. But at the end of the day, like these guys are playing a sport that people get into it for fun. They just don't look like they're having any type of fun whatsoever. And, um, that's a that's a cultural problem. That's that just speaks to the foundation that Billy has set up for this team or the lack of foundation, I should say, because there's no continuity. Well, there, there is, I was just about to say there's no continuity. But as far as like that's how, all we got, that's all we got. <laughs> we got poor. We got plenty of that. Yeah. But it's, it's just it's just crazy. Like there just doesn't seem like guys know each other like they communicate with each other and that's just problematic that's a system that's not necessarily the players because if you look around this league there's a lot of there's good basketball but there's a lot of bad basketball uh, more than than what people really understand and this bulls team is not a championship team but they have way more talent than to be playing like they are playing so enough is enough i agree with you it just um like I always say, you know, why can the Bulls lose? It is what it is. It's sports. There's always going to be a winner and loser, but it's, it is very much what you said. Like they just look like they are not having fun. It looks like they're not even trying. They're just checked out. So that's what makes it so frustrating for the fan base. Cause um, man, like this fan base is so loyal to the Bulls. Like we've been through some of the greatest years and of course that was amazing and that's why i think right that's why we have such an, a loyal fan base but um we've been through some like not so great times and uh all we really want is just effort that's really it we just want to see that they care about they care about winning and it just um it just doesn't seem that way it doesn't seem like they care about much i mean they got their moments um and we had more moments like this last season where you know they would have really great moments and we're like yeah Bulls are back, you know, jokingly, Bulls are back, Bulls are back. We got this. Every time they would like go on a hot streak or they would be in rhythm and you see everybody celebrating each other and the bench is wild and everybody's communicating. But um, this season, not so much. It just, it's just, it's different. <laughs> um, 
Alex is probably the only one that consistently has been showing up and has also consistently been communicative off the bench too. But um, other than that, everybody just looks checked out. So it's tough. It's tough to watch. It's very disappointing. Well, there, there's effort there and they do check in once they're down by 20. And <laughs> it's like the third quarter. And then they spend all this energy coming back and you're invested and thinking, oh, can they pull this comeback out? And then they lose by a possession. <laughs> Which, thankfully, yesterday, even though they started out 22 down, 22 to one, we won the game. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. That's, 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 that's the thing. I was talking with Derek about this um, the um, second time that we tried to record today. <laughs> but, um, it's like if you look around like the Bulls schedule, it's not like they are getting blown out with these games. I mean, I know like with the slow starts, of course, they're getting blown out. But like the, the final score, they're not losing terribly and that's really saying a lot considering the fact that Demar, Zach, Booch, nobody has really hit their stride in any way whatsoever. There's been absolutely no kind of consistency at least uh, before you could be able to rely on the fact that those guys were going to be efficient with their scoring. Maybe you're going to lose but at least you would see like the efficiency and their level of, of of scoring and just being able to just put up points, but no one is really hitting that stride yet. And they're still in these games. Um, so that's why I, I, I'm hesitant. Like, I know a lot of people are like, go oh, blow up the bulls and all of this other stuff. I think you have good players. Like they're just, they're not being utilized correctly. Um, yeah. I just, it, I just feel like it's I'm at a loss to be able to explain what is happening with this team. Um, and it's it's starting to not just like seep through the cracks of the team. It's like seeping through the cracks of the fan base. Like people are like turning on people, which is interesting to watch because uh, I don't think that people really have a good memory as to the kind of players that we we were relying on uh, not that many years ago. But. It is it is disappointing to see the lack of communication and the lack of effort at times with this team. Well, it's kind of hard when your face of the franchise player doesn't want to be here anymore. Yeah. Does he not want to be here or does he not want to be coached by Billy? Because, uh, like, there's, like, different reports that have been coming out with, like, he would accept the trade here, but also, like, he's just ready to play for a, a different head coach. I think so, it's both. And it could be. Um, but the thing is, like, we were talking about trade scenarios earlier. All of the stuff that's out there, it does not help the Bulls now, and it doesn't help them in the future. And you got a guy who, as much as people talk about the fact that, you know, Zach is making over $200 million, there's a lot of really terrible contracts out in the NBA. 
And people look at that number and they think that's a bad contract. And no, it isn't. Uh, there's, there's, like, I mean, when you look at Jordan Poole's contract, when you look at uh, Bradley Beal's contract, um, Dame Lillard's contract for the, the Bucks, like, they are sorely missing True Holiday. Um, there's a lot of bad contracts out in the NBA, and Zach's contract is not one of them. Zach's been one of the most efficient scorers in the league. Um, just happens to play on a, if we're being honest, they play for a, a terrible team. Like the team is just bad. Um, they could be much better, but I can't really lay that all at the feet of Zach. Zach is tired of what's going on. Anybody would be tired of what's going on. The management uh, decided to put their fate in an injured player. Um, the draft picks haven't worked out. Uh, P. Will is not living up to what everybody thought that he would could be. Um, and it, I'm not even calling him P. Will anymore. He's not Patrick. He's not Patrick Williams. His nickname for me now is Aldi. Aldi. That's what what Patrick is. Because Aldi, Aldi, you're not getting the bag. You don't get the bag at Aldi. Pat's not getting the bag of money. So you are now Aldi. I was wondering where you were going. I know. Me too. I was like, uh-oh. Where's this going? <laughs> Bagless. I mean, yeah, uh, certainly to a point you can understand Zach's frustration and wanting to be somewhere else and not playing for Billy Donovan. The bad thing is they still want Billy Donovan to be the coach of this team. So now... Zach is checked out. He doesn't even want to do post-game interviews when we win. <laughs> Walked off pissed. <laughs> like, Miami's one of the destinations that he said he was open to. And he, like, walked off, like, mad that we beat them. Like, I don't know if I want to go here because they just lost us <laughs> type of thing. And... You know, he's jerking his arm away from the Bulls PR person. It, it, it just looks bad. Yeah, it's not a good look. I, I'm torn on Zach because he gave us, like, some of his greatest years. And he's still probably going to reach his – I don't think he's reached his prime yet. But um, so I get it. Like, he's played for some really rough teams, and he doesn't want to – doesn't necessarily want to play for Billy anymore. And – we also know how skilled he still is and how talented he is and how athletic he is. He's, again, like you guys said, he's a crazy efficient scorer, but you can only do so much if you really, you just don't want to, you don't want to be here. So um, you're not going to be giving your, your effort the same way you would. And the body language is very apparent and that rubs off on the rest of the team. Like you're one of the leaders of the team. I'm. It's, it's tough. Um, that rubs off on everybody. That's going to rub off on the young guys. It's going to rub off on the vets too. Just knowing that you're playing with somebody that doesn't want to be here. You're playing with somebody who, you know, can do crazy things, but he's just choosing not to. And, uh, I get his frustration, but also, I don't know, selfishly for the, for the fan side of things, like this city, like loves Zach so much and. I think that's kind of 
I can only say so much because I'm not in that position, but um, it just stinks because it's just a bad look. And there's so many people that believed in him still. And I feel like there are better ways you can go about it if you don't want to be here anymore, but to just not show up to these games anymore. I mean, that's, again, I'm trying not to be too judgmental, but that's kind of, that's whack. <laughs> Honestly, it's, it's whack. Like, yeah. Like not to mention, you know, a reason for him not wanting to play under Billy Donovan other than that he sucks as a head coach is that he's still hurt from being benched in yeah. that game where he was playing like trash last season. This is reported he's never gotten over that. So mm -hmm. it's dating back to that that he just does not like Billy Donovan. We don't Honestly, like, like I, Again, that goes back to a cultural thing. Um, and when I hear these guys talk, like I try to like listen to what they're saying and listen to what they're not saying. And it was curious to me because when guys who are not playing well have that certain relationship with their coach where a coach is like upfront with them and not just them and everybody, like the you often see guys show disappointment about being pulled out of a game or whatever. But they will come back and say, yeah, you know, coach gets on everybody. Zach never said coach gets on everybody. He felt singled out. And I'm, I'm sure you would feel singled out if you don't have that relationship with players where you are upfront and confrontational with, with people. Like the thing that people forget about sports, like highly competitive athletes, men, they confront each other when there is a problem they get in each other's face sometimes it's words sometimes it's physical that's just the nature of what we are watching you see many championship teams you go back and look at the whole entire thing that happened with Draymond and I'm not advocating violence of any kind but people have these confrontational moments with each other people looked at Phil Jackson and everybody gets caught up in like that zen you know Phil's laid back no like we, you, if you were watching the games, there were times where Phil would like just let him figure it out, and then there were times that he, you could tell he was about to lay into somebody, especially being as tall as Phil is. You knew that man, and Stacey even talked about it. Phil would throw elbows at people in practice. <laughs> That's what Stacey talked about before when when he went to go uh, practice with the Bulls the first time, um, and Phil was coming up as a coach. Confrontation is a normal thing; it's to be expected. But if it comes out of nowhere, you are going to feel like you are the person who's being uh, singled out. And I think that that's more where he was coming from as opposed to, yeah, Billy, he holds everybody accountable. He holds himself accountable. I don't think that that's the case. And, you know, there's a lot of issues that are going on with this team. It's hard for me to just look at Zach, who's been very professional, He's taken a lot of hits when this team has been really bad as far as the amount of talent on the team. He was here before Billy. He's given, in my opinion, more effort than Billy has with having any type of solutions to help this team get to where it needs to be. It was a bad look, but I'm not going to hold that over him. Um, you know, he signed up. He wanted to play for this team. He's not spoken about going anywhere else up until this point. And I would think that 
coming into the season where everybody was supposed to be sold on continuity to have this team come out and look totally lost at the beginning of games. And it's not just a Zach issue. It's an everybody issue. I can't point to anybody on this team who looks like they know what they are doing coming out aside from Alex Caruso. Then we look at Jevon Carter, who your best three-point shooter doesn't play. Hey, Billy, why isn't he getting more minutes? I don't know. Like, I mean, <laughs> his explanation might as might as well have been, I don't know. You're not giving anybody any type of direction. And like that, that record, that that's an old record. People have heard that song too many times. I think people are just checked out. I know I'm checked out with watching how this team plays. So I I feel for him. He's in a tough spot. <laughs> I think that's like a, a lack of self-awareness on his part for that uh what you were talking about that that um him being benched in 2022 and him still not getting over that. I mean, he deserves to be benched. Again, this is not to take away from Zach. Zach Levine is an amazing basketball player. We know his flaws, everybody's flawed. We know he's not the highest level IQ player. We know he does not necessarily apply himself on defense. It's kind of like a hit or miss thing. He's He's great at point of attack defense when he wants to apply himself. But other than that, he's not. We know him not to be a two-way player. We know what we're going to get from him. But that's like a complete – that's a lack of self-awareness there. I mean, it was obvious he needed to get benched. So if he it was a, a point in, yeah, if it was a point in time then that he felt a certain way about it, fine. But move on. I mean, that was like a year ago, like, like – we can move on from that. And for him before, do you remember he said that like Billy was his favorite coach of all time at one point? Like, yeah. was it 2021, tw right before that happened, 2021, 2022, before that happened, he said Billy was his favorite coach to play for. And that's all it took <laughs> to get benched. Like what, what made him his favorite coach? Was it because he was highly favored? Why was he his favorite coach? That's what I want to know. And why after that, now all of a sudden he doesn't want to play it for Billy. And this is not defending Billy either. I'm not defending Billy by any means, but. Billy defender. Yeah. <laughs> <I'm> like <laughs> He has no self-awareness. Because this dude was one of 14 that game. And he was just like taking awful shots. And the team was playing better with him on the bench. I mean, I remember that game and I was begging. I'm like, Billy, please sit him down. Mm -hmm. And then Billy actually did. And I was like, oh my God, thank you. Thank God. He he actually did something smart and sat Zach because he needed to be on the bench that game. But it was over a year ago. Seasons passed. Like, it was one game. Move on. You've been shooting terrible to start this season. He hasn't set you down. Maybe he should. Wait, I, don't even, it, I don't even know, like, that narrative that, like, he's still upset about something that happened last year. I'm just, I'm, I'm ultra careful about narratives that get put out, especially with, <laughs> I don't know if you guys heard about that sideline reporter who just admitted she just makes stuff up. <laughs> and um, so, like, I I don't know if it's necessarily um, he's not over that, but I would, looking at this year and the expectations that they have for this year, 
and the people that they added this year because they believe that they would be much better than what they were this year. If if you keep having these issues come up and there is no one, the one person who is supposed to provide some type of answers for something, even with a direct question that should be easy to answer, why isn't Carter getting more minutes if he's your best shooter? Like, if we're getting frustrated by him just giving a simple answer like that, I'd have to imagine that there's other things that are going on that are even more deeper that the players are not getting answers to. And Billy's just got to go. Can we just say that? Can we just say that Billy's got to go before we just like get rid of players in a league that just values talent because it's not easy to come across talent. I think that you would see what else that you could do by just having a change of coaches. I just, I don't, I don't understand this game that the, the Bulls front office is, is playing with continuing down this road with him as a head coach. I don't know what kind of dirt he has on people. I don't know what they're watching to make them think that he's doing anything to help this team get better. It's just all very confusing. Yeah, head coach is usually the first one to go to when stuff goes yeah. sour. So, um, and we always talk about it like the the roster is still flawed. Yeah, but I do think they could, they can definitely a thousand percent be much better than what they're producing now with a different head coach for sure. Um, it's not going to solve all their problems. I guess at the end of the day, it's like what's the goal? But we're not going to be we're not contenders. However, we would be a lot better. So it, at the end of the day, it's like what's the goal of not even the front office at this point, ownership, <laughs> like getting a new head coach would improve the team a thousand percent. But I mean, at the end of the day, what's the goal here? Uh, if we want to see minor improvements. Yeah. Definitely start with Billy. Um, I think that you would see a switch in the morale of the team getting a fresh start with a brand new, with a brand new staff at the head at a, at coaching position. Um, and like we always speak about, there aren't any any type of plays that are ever drawn up more than like a two-touch play. It's beyond that, even when there are no plays being drawn up, the lack of effort is just glaring. Like it's it's bad. Like they're not moving off ball. And again, that's just going back to being checked out. Everybody's just checked out. They don't care. Like they don't care to move like here and there. I know I had to, I hate to go back to like when we had Zoe, but Zoe was a very important part of how they built this roster. Um, it got the team moving. They were in flow. We had transition offense. Everybody was getting touches. There's ball movement. And it, it forced people to move off ball. Even if the plays were the same, there was no lack. There was still lack of creativity. It's not, that's not Billy. It's, it's not a Billy thing. It was Zoe, it was a Zoe thing. People are moving off ball. So I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. When you know. look at those like, plays at the beginning of the game, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to ask you guys, because I look at like the first couple of minutes of this, of whatever action that they're running. They're boring. Like their actions are literally like, I was like watching a game and I was already tired, but I was watching the first couple of minutes of um yesterday's game and i'm like this is putting me to sleep like these actions that where there's just 
you know, a little bit of ball movement. Oh, let's try to uh, Vooch is going to set a screen and then he's going to dive a couple of times or it, it's, it's the most basic rudimentary offense. It does not get any of the players involved. And if you have ball dominant players and you don't run your offensive sets through them, they're not going to be connected. And guess what? If they're not connected on offense, they're not going to be connected on defense, which they aren't many times throughout the game, which is why they are giving up these leads. It is, it is, you know, being someone who's involved with helping with content, I got to say a lot of times watching these games, it is boring watching them in the beginning. There's no, no kind of action going on whatsoever. And it was very glaring when I went to the Bulls game for the first time with you all to the home opener, just watching four guys watch one guy play basketball. The energy was sucked out of the arena. There, there was nothing. There was no hype, nothing. Aside from the intro and everything, the first couple of minutes, they're just boring. Um, and they've regressed. Like this is, we thought last year was bad. At least last year had some ebbs and flows of excitement. Here, we having to wait until the fourth quarter before there's any type of excitement, energy from this team. And that's, again, like we can point to one player all we want to. This is an organizational, cultural problem. It's not just one player. It, it never was. It's top to bottom. Yeah. It's, it starts with Jerry, who, you know, when they had the All-Star game in Chicago, and Bulls didn't have any All-Star players. And, you know, the crowd is chanting, like, fire garbex <laughs> on national TV and the billboards is when he finally said, okay, people are coming to watch us play. We got to fire this front office and get this rebuild done right. They brought in the con man, AK, <laughs> who, let's be honest, he didn't do anything with building Denver to what they are. The, no. That's a joke. That's a joke. He he came in and was like, okay, they're in a rebuild. I don't want to do that. I'm trading these picks. I'm getting... Vucevic, and I'm trading more picks. I'm getting DeMar DeRozan, and we're back. And, you know, it it worked out at first because we had Lonzo, and then Lonzo got hurt, and they did nothing to address it because AK is being a con man, (laughs) waiting for Lonzo to come back, which we don't know if he ever will. To be like, see, I told you, I built this team, it works. But <laughs> this team isn't working, and it shouldn't be because of one connective piece. Mm-hmm. Oh. But we've got this one player who lacks accountability, who is miscast as a number one option when he is clearly not. He's lacking accountability to where he's pissed about being benched a season ago. They asked him about it then. He's like, uh, a player of my caliber should be able to shoot his way out of this. That's what he said when they asked him about that. 
which brings up this season when they asked him about a defensive miscue, and he said, I don't think it was a miscue. I mean, mm-hmm. it happens to everybody on defense. Now the report's coming out that the other team has been asking coaching staff about the accountability of Zach. So he's not innocent in this at all. Be it that, yes, he's played on some bad teams and he's miscast as the number one option. It wasn't until he signed with Clutch Sports and Rich Paul that he started to act like this and is on TV wearing a sweatshirt that says be clutch. But he's not clutch until the game's already over. It's when we're we're not going to win. It's when he'll just all of a sudden start making shots when the first three quarters, what did he do? So now this ownership, the GM, the players, and of course I've said Billy needed to go since the first year because he absolutely sucks. He gives you stupid answers. Why isn't Javon Carter playing? Um, you know, we got a lot of players where we're trying to like figure out the rotation and it's your job to do that. You can make the rotation. You can change something and say, uh, let's play him more minutes. It's your decision. You're the coach. And then they ask, say, these slow starts, I mean, it you've changed power forwards three times. They're still getting these slow starts. It doesn't really seem to matter who's around DeRozan, Levine, and Vooch. Do you think you might want to bring one of them off the bench? Nah, I'm not willing to say I would do that. Why not? Because you lack a brain? Because you have no balls to say, hey, you got to sit on the bench for the betterment of the team. No, <laughs> like it. The 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 game against the Magic, where the bench started coming back and Drummond's in and bench and they're playing well. He's gonna go send Vucevic back in, and Vuce said, "Nah, leave them out there a bit longer." Why does? A player have to tell you, this lineup is getting us back in the game. You should leave them out there a bit longer. Javon Carter gets... The wheels fall off. (laughs) Javon Carter gets maybe 10 minutes a game. He's your best three-point shooter. Andre Drummond is an excellent rebounder. He's a better defender than Vooch. He gets like 10 minutes a game. And you ask this guy, hey, why aren't they playing more? And it's just, I'm trying to figure out the rotation. We've got a lot of rotations we want to look at. It's like, you know, you had like five preseason games where you could have took a look at different rotations, but you kept it the same. And you generally keep it the same every night this is the first season where he's like uh all right i'm gonna try a different power forward five games later let's try another power forward maybe you should try a different combination of players 
Yeah, I just, I'm, I, I feel like I'm in a weird spot where I want the Bulls to win, obviously, but I know if they continue winning or if they continue <laughs> winning, I shouldn't even say that. If they win more than what we think that they will win normally, that there won't be any change. Um, and I don't know how you can affect change um, if the Bulls started to turn things around, aside from just moving off the coach. Um, I don't know how – if if you are like a coach who feels like they're worth their salt and you're looking at all of this and you are underneath Billy, I would be like just a little bit insulted that no one has come to you offering you the job. You know, if you really think that you have a future in this thing and you're watching Billy like just completely fail, like the, that means like those people are are so invested in Billy that they they don't have they don't have any person on that bench that they have any faith in. Um, but it, it makes me wonder, like, are they just so stubborn in trying to prove everybody right that they can't admit that they got a lot of things wrong and that's a very dangerous place to be in in ownership in leadership where you're just going to continue going down a path everybody can see that it's not the right path a lot of people especially from the national side look at the bulls as like a dumpster fire now there are people who said that they never should have made this all-in trades to get Booch and DeMar, people have been saying that for a couple of years now. And it's like, no, no, we're really going to prove them right. And it goes back to what you were saying before about with uh, AK getting credit for what's happened in Denver. You know, people don't really think about the history and how things unfolded. In Denver, that offense was supposed to be built around Emmanuel Moutier and Yusuf Nurkic. And it took Malone looking at the guy who is there, who is killing everybody in the preseason and getting triple double. He's like, oh, you know what? I think we need to build around that guy. Like, you know, Jokic wasn't like the, 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 they, they didn't plan on drafting Jokic and building around it. That just wasn't the plan. It was the head coach who figured out what needed to be done to make things work. Um, and it's just, a lot of people from the organization, like with Jerry kind of living off of what happened during the Michael Jordan years. It's AK living off of what people think he did in Denver. It's Billy living off of what people think he was in OKC. You know, it's a lot of guys up at the top who are living off of just fallacies and they they need a wake up call. He's just Jerry just does not care. Again, nothing happens until there is just a lot of noise or until it hits the pockets. And like us being 23rd in attendance um, at the United Center has to say something. Like I'm watching these games now and we're, we're seeing so many empty seats. And that's crazy to me because as we were talking about before, our fan base is so loyal. We just love to show up to these games. And again, that comes from the 90s, <laughs> like that stems from the 90s. Our loyalty stems from like the 90s bulls. Um, and seeing the, this many empty seats, all we can hope for is that it hits him where it hurts and there are some changes that are made. 
um, lack of accountability, 100% hearing like Billy speak in these press conferences, him talking about, we have like Derek was saying, we have to figure out this, we have to figure out that. Like, what is there? What is what is we like? What does we have to figure it out? We've had the same roster essentially for the last three seasons. You still haven't figured it out. You haven't really tried too many different things. You haven't tried enough different things to where you can be satisfied to say like, yeah, we tried everything and you know nothing worked. It's a hundred percent our roster. This is the best we can do. Again, yes, it is our roster. Yes, we're flawed, but there haven't been enough different schemes that have been tried to feel like we've maxed this roster. We have not. Um, the lack of accountability when we hear the pref even Zach's press conferences, it's never him taking accountability for anything. Um, Damar is a completely different story. When you hear him speak, he's taking accountability and he's speaking on like what can be done differently the next game. But he'll take accountability for things that could have been done better. So it's a lot of... It's definitely a lot of like mentality too within the organization, within the players, the coach. Uh, I don't. <laughs> I'm like, Ed, the thing with Demar is he takes accountability, says things that could happen, should happen, but he'll also make sure he doesn't throw anybody under the bus. Mm -hmm. He's gone to bat for Zach, even with how he's been acting lately, he still goes to bat for Zach and says, no, if it wasn't for Zach's three-pointers and how he was playing defensively, we won't, we wouldn't have won this game. Even though this guy beelined off the court and left all his teammates standing there <laughs> to celebrate as he just blew off the interview and went to the back, gave a pretty bullshit excuse of, oh, uh, it was a miscommunication with the PR staff, and we're all good. I, I, we got to play them again the next few days, so I didn't want to celebrate on the court. I'd rather celebrate in the locker room. What? How does that even make sense? Now, how does any of this stuff make sense? You know, <laughs> it. None of it makes sense, and. Hey, I, I know a lot of people are like, hey, we need to like sell off this stuff to like get draft picks. And if people like just honestly went back and looked at just like the number one draft picks that were taken um, in the past 10 years, it's not a pretty sight. <laughs> um, and if you're talking about giving this organization with their draft history <laughs> the past couple of years, not a pretty sight. So, I mean, we have to really be careful what we wish for. Um, what I wish is that the Bulls could somehow turn this around and still find a different coach. But it just They're be honest with themselves. Just be honest. They're have to. Just. They are absolutely going to have to find a different coach. And they probably will within like the last year of Billy's contract because we know that Jerry is not paying to get coaches. Unless the attendance dips so low where he's like, hold on. The money's looking short. You gotta mm -hmm. do something. But wait a minute. If you elevate an assistant coach, 
aren't you already paying that assistant coach anyway? So just give him the title until the end of the year. Billy and his coaches set me to go together. <laughs> like, I don't want anybody that's under Billy. Just no thanks. Clean house. But you didn't realize, like, the guys who came up with Billy, like, the, the assistant coaches who came up with them are doing well in the NBA. So. Mo Cheeks? Nah, he can go. Cheeks doesn't count. Mo Cheeks was the head coach before. <laughs> before um, Billy got there. I'm talking about like the the other people on the staff. Fleming, he can go to. I thought they were like six and one with Fleming. They were six, six and oh with Fleming. Two of them were DeMar DeRozan buzzer beaters. Mm -hmm. But at least not like they were this great team under Fleming. It was DeMar DeRozan was being DeMar DeRozan. Fleming can go. It should have happened when all these coaches were available this summer. But now it's like, who do you get? But at this point, anybody's better than Billy. Get him out of here. They're going to trade Zach because Zach doesn't want to be here. He's soft-requested a trade where... It's not come out that he's requested one, but you can tell he's like, get me out of here. Which is why he has a list of destinations. It is funny that like out of all the people, the vets and everybody who has signed with this team, I didn't realize that Vooch was the least passive aggressive. Like, you know, <laughs> Booch just come out and said, hey, look, I don't like my role here. He's, you know, at the beginning of the year, he had his confrontation with Billy on the sidelines. There's too many guys. Like, I, I wish these dudes would just act like, I don't know, have a Draymond Green moment, you know. I wouldn't go that Billy. far. I, I would go just choke Billy. Pull up the trails freeway. I'm not advocating violence, but it, like, you know, show some, like, so oomph. it's like, apathy, man. They don't care. Except for Alex and Kobe. Kobe tries to. But when it comes to like heart, it's like Alex with his heart on the floor every game, even if he's on the bench. And that's why we're so frustrated. <laughs> more than anything, more than us being just like a losing team. <laughs> I said it last year, like, where's the pride? Like, nah. It's this year. Where's the pride? Show some, show some pride. I thought it was. No, it's this year. It's definitely this year. This year. That's why it is just so frustrating. It's so frustrating because. Yo. <laughs> it's it, it gets very embarrassing, man. As. Uh, yeah. Just to. Yeah, I can't even. I'm just getting angrier the longer we've, we've been on here. I'm like trying not to speak too much because I feel my face turning red. But yeah. I mean, it's the miscast bulls. Like, everybody is miscast in this. AK's miscast is this genius basketball operations guy where he's just a con man. You've got Billy, who's miscast as a head coach. As Miss Case is an NBA coach because 
he, he should have stayed in college. Um, Zach's miscast is the number one option, and then your coach miscasts all the players and their roles. Like, Caruso's not a power forward. He's just mad. And it's like, you, you see Derrick Jones Jr. He He's starting in Dallas. And he's playing well. And people are like, well, why didn't he do that here? Uh, because this guy is playing a wing position in Dallas where our head coach had him playing center mm-hmm. at 6'5". Yeah, I mean, it's... <laughs> You, it is hard to get any of the credit um, that as a, like a head coach, but it's you don't want to be the reason why the team is just terrible. And just like looking at that Miami Heat uh, game, which the Bulls like miraculously pulled out, it was very interesting watching their offensive sets and knowing, at least from when Jimmy Butler was on this team, knowing where he likes the ball and the and the Heat just finding creative ways to get him and Adebayo to their set shots, where they're comfortable at. Like, you don't see them taking crazy shots where there's no rhythm to, to their offense, the flow. Um, they're getting to their spots. Like, they, you know where they're, where they're trying to get to, but the, they just like scheme them open. You know, like I, I talk, people talk about that in football where like you have offense coordinators that scheme their wide receivers or receivers open. And other teams in the NBA that are well coached, they scheme those guys to get to their spots. It's not always about a, a guy just bake, breaking someone down off the dribble and them getting to where they need to be. Um, but I just, there's so many times where you see, Bulls players in the wrong spot where like two guys are like like off in the corner somewhere and you're like who is this play being run for why isn't there anything that's going on with other guys on the court and it's it's just a lack of creativity um it's like you mentioned before Melissa it's just apathy I don't know if anybody really cares I mean I see that Billy's aging like with his gray hair but, like, I don't know, I can't really say that from a coaching standpoint, from a player standpoint, from a front office standpoint, that there's a lot of care. Um, and it's funny, people talked about Jim Boylan and, you know, those um, corny slogans of wearing, you know, bulls across your chest. I would give for somebody to get these guys hype or at least try to get them hype uh, with some level of corniness that Boylan did. Um, it's frustrating on a lot of ends. Um, yeah, I just I would like to know where did the Bulls go from here? They're going to <laughs> rebuild again. They're going to trade Zach. Um, I don't think you're going to get like good value. Either way, with whatever team he goes to, we're gonna get what a few players and hopefully a couple picks. But do we really trust <laughs> the con man to use these picks to help? No, 
In a perfect world, the dwarfs would be out of here. <laughs> That's the solution. <laughs> but start that GoFundMe like we were talking about. <laughs> Buy the tea. Somebody posted some. I saw it somewhere. Like if if everybody from I think like Illinois donated, be like nine hundred and one dollars per person. <laughs> With they counted the population of Illinois, be like nine. I think some around like nine hundred one dollars per person <laughs> to buy the team. <laughs> we could always go that route. Yeah. I'll throw in. Is is just say it because. This team was going to be bad. <laughs> like, yeah. Very bad. That's what's the most depressing because it's going to be at minimum five years before we have any type of joy again <laughs> as a fan. <laughs> and it wouldn't have been like this had mm -hmm. they not watched the rebuild in the first place. Mm -hmm. Why? Con man comes in. <laughs> ah. They Get these pigs out of here. <laughs> they did just enough and then stopped. Didn't do anything I'm, more. I'm going to bring a couple 30-year-old players and this coach who didn't want to go through a rebuild and was on his way to retirement where you should have let him go. You go and beg him to come coach your team knowing he didn't want to go through a rebuild. So you're like, ah, don't worry about it. We got some picks. Throw them out there bring you in two former all-stars there you go and now <laughs> we're here we're not even gonna have any represent representation all-star weekend either <laughs> how sad <laughs> no we're not <laughs> because zach's not gonna be here <laughs> and Father Time is chasing Damar down. So yeah. unless I don't know. Maybe we somehow miraculously make a trade and get these role players for for Zach. <laughs> somehow it clicks. Maybe Vooch can get an all-star, being that he's putting up a double-double almost nightly. Maybe that's good enough. Maybe. It's possible. Maybe that's the slogan for this year, right? It's possible. <laughs> nah, man. I'm not trading Zach Levine. <laughs> uh, until, until that man grows a beard and puts on a fat suit, you're just going to be suiting up. Sorry. Like, no. You're going to have to go to James Harden route. Oh, my goodness. And the James Harden route was him saying, I'm not playing for this team anymore. I want to go to the Clippers. And they traded him to the Clippers. Do we really want him to go the James Harden route, though? I do. I want, want all him to, to be disruptive <laughs> even more than what he already is just to be sent to where he wants to go. Justin said he just wants to feel something. He, he, just wants, the drama. he just wants to feel something. He just needs to yeah. see some action. <laughs> and the Clippers, yes, the Clippers are horrible. So we're they are terrible. So Russell Westbrook is like, I'll come off the bench. <laughs> like they won that game, 
not not by much, but they won the game where Russell Westbrook came off the bench because he's like, hey, this is not going to work with all of us starting. Should Billy maybe take notes of that where when he's asked if he would bring one of the mid three off the bench, he would have a better answer than I don't think I would be willing to do that? Hey, look. How many years does Zach have on his contract? Four. Yeah, see, that's the thing. Like, as much as people think about you have to do something, you don't have to do anything. Oh, what you you gonna either eat your years, your prime year? Okay, fine. I will drag that out. Like, they should, and this is another thing. When you are like operating as a franchise, a good franchise. You do not allow a player to hamstring you, especially one that just signed a contract. The the team has to do absolutely nothing. There's no sense of, there hasn't been a sense of urgency for this franchise in I don't know how long anyway. So they are not beholden to have to send somebody out for any reason whatsoever. The only person who really has at least a little bit of power is DeMar because his contract is expiring. So he can just decide, you know what, I'll show my butt and then I'll go sign with another team. If management wants to take control of the situation, which they should take control of the situation, they would have a talk with Zach and say, if you want out of here, then you got to start playing better and build up your trade value. Because if you keep going down this route, I'm not sending you out for just pennies on the dollar. Will we see the franchise or the people in the front office do something like that? I doubt it. But like this notion that, oh, we got to send him out because he doesn't want to be here. There's a lot of people that don't want to be in this situation right now. But you got a contract. And unless you're just willing to just sit at home and just take the beating from potential employers and other teams, I would sit him down and tell him, look, if you want out of this situation so bad, you got to start playing better and build up that trade value or else. Why? You're just delaying the inevitable. You are We're not just gonna... going anywhere. I'm like, it's it's a player's league. This is just yeah. not how it works. <laughs> That's how it's different now. Like you have players signing these max deals just so they could like dip out if they need to. Like they, they play up as best as they can to, to get these max deals and then they leave. Unfortunately, that's just how it is now. And I don't think that that's what it was with Zach at all. I don't think that, I don't feel in my heart that, that was his intention to like sign this max deal just so he could dip. I don't think that. I think he did really want good for this team. When he, I think he had good intentions and he recruited DeMar to come here. I think his intentions were all good. I don't think that that was in him, but we're here now. And keeping him here against his will they are just delaying the inevitable. We're just going to be worse and worse and worse. You're ruining the morale of, again, the young kids. Well, if think it's a player's league, then get rid of your coach. And we're all crying <laughs> for the same thing. We all want that to happen. <laughs> I'm like, here's the thing. Any other franchise would. Jerry yeah, that would have been the first thing. Yep. <laughs> that's like, the first thing that would happen is getting rid of the head coach. Usually that's the first move. He's not paying two coaches at the same time. Mm-hmm. He's not paying the lecture tax. Well, if he trades Zach, wouldn't he have to pay like 15% like the kicker of that? Yep, he would. Mm-hmm. So guess what? 
<laughs> he will do that. What's more expensive? Like, I gotta see. Like, I don't even. Do they even have the details of the extension that Billy signed? Like, no. Do we there, there are no details. We do not know how long <laughs> yeah. he extended for. We don't know how much money he got for it. It was under the table. Secret. Do not Secret extension. <laughs> so that's why none, none of this is ever going to make sense to us. It's like way above our heads. As much as we try to make sense of it, we won't be able to make sense of it because <laughs> everything is under wraps. Everything that has happened has there has been no transparency with the secret extension, with like the progress of Zoe's injury at one point, with Zach playing injured. We didn't even know about that until he finally was ready to sit out. So I don't see us um, being included in any type of inside information even though we're the fans and we spend all our money on the bulls we buy bulls products we are at the game i still go to the games and i probably will honestly still go to the games so maybe i'm a part of the problem but hmm. i'm still I was just trying to figure out what's more expensive that kicker or paying a coach to go away i'm gonna say i'm still going to the games because you know, you're you're taking revenue away from the team, and it's not just oh, you're you're stopping Jerry from getting money. People work mm -hmm. in those arenas, and those concession stands, and the digital team, marketing team. That's going to affect them too. So I'm not for oh, just don't go to the games. So I'll still be at the games, but it's just it's just the way Jerry is. He's he's not going to pay two coaches just like he's not going to pay the luxury tax because if you don't you get that luxury tax money from the other teams to split up with all the other teams that don't pay the luxury tax so that's more extra money in his pocket that he does get that he's not willing to give up so he'll get rid of a disgruntled star before he's getting rid of a coach or he's paying the luxury tax to make a team. But I'm not even going to say make the team better because you pay the luxury tax when you have a good team, man. Yeah. This team ain't good. No. And they've alluded to that in their interviews about luxury tax where AK is like, well, if we feel we have a group that's going to be competitive, we've been given the okay. And you see that they never do it because they don't even believe in this team. They don't think they're competitive. <laughs> they know. This is, we have a disabled player exception that we're just sitting on. That's $10 million. They're not going to use that. So they're just going to ship Zach out, and I don't know why, but trust them to get picks and find some type of young talent, I guess. When your draft picks have been... Patrick Williams and Dalen Terry <laughs> and Marco Simonich. You're, you're trusting those guys <laughs> to do the drafting? There, nobody even brings up Mark Eversley because we're like, what the hell does he do? <laughs> what does he even do? What does he do? <laughs> <laughs> you barely see him. You you barely hear him talk. Like, what does he do? <laughs> his, does Pax still work for this team, too? Who? Pax. 
Yeah, he's still around. <laughs> he's the special advisor. What is he advising? <laughs> How to sp- save money by not adding cup holders to the United Center? Oh, man. I've been trying to sit here and think about what we can do to, to bring some type of positivity to this, <laughs> to end it with some type of, I've been sitting here quietly thinking like, what can I bring up? But <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Benny, the new Benny's, I love the new Benny. Shout out old Benny, but the new Benny's great. We love the new Benny. That's positive. Benny is always great. That's the best thing about this team is Benny and Stacy and Adams broadcast. Yeah. Got to shout out Stacy and Adam because the broadcast yep. has been on point. We played them or we play the heat again tomorrow. Hey, do you guys remember last season when we used to do like predictions? <laughs> 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 Well, we have the Heat again tomorrow. Then we have OKC and Toronto. Those are the next three games. We're going to win against the Heat. And we're going to take L's against the other two teams. And I know our win was by a stroke of luck. (laughs) But that's me being optimistic. Still got some optimism in there. I'm not completely down, down, down. I want this trade to happen, and then we'll see what what we have. (laughs) Yeah. Because this ain't it. Yeah, literally, more than anything, all we want to know is, like, who we're going to end up with. What we're going to end up with, will they come here and actually put in effort that we're not seeing from what we have now. And maybe maybe it works. I mean, Philly got rid of Harden and they're playing great. Yeah. Zach is like such a, it's honestly such a waste of talent. I'm so disgusted up with how everything went down. Aside from like all of his little antics and him being a little emotional and <laughs> not playing with full effort, not running back on defense, always looking for calls. Aside from all that, I, I know all of his flaws, but we still yelling a more than Carlos Boozer. Yeah, did. yes. <laughs> Every single time he doesn't call, get called for a foul, he's throwing his hands up in the air and hey, not running back on hey. defense. Yep. Aside <laughs> from all that, with all those things considered, I still think that we a hundred percent. Wasted him, wasted his talent here. But so I'll still be salty about him going. But at this point, it's like a point of no return. He's already checked out. He doesn't want to be here. So unfortunately, we just have to move on and hopefully everything works out for everybody. <laughs> I just saw a picture of um, Billy at a Windy City Bulls game. Maybe he's <laughs> trying to pick up some pointers. <laughs> he's scouting. <laughs> <laughs> He's not chewing gum in the picture, though. Can oh, can we no. trade Billy and the Winnie City Bulls coach? Is there a game on tonight right now? Would that make a difference? <laughs> Is the game I, happening right now? 
Just I don't know. I just saw the picture, but I will tell you something. Like I never I'm trying to see what my drive is to Hoffman Estates. (laughs) Go ahead. (laughs) I never seen like I the first time I saw the Windy City Bulls play was last year. And their offense looks so much more exciting than ours. Um, like guys were cutting. It was just a modern day offense. Insert any team here. Yeah, so there was a game and it's over with. And mm. Windy City won 94 to 75. Sonogo yep. has been snapping, right? Yeah, Sonogo's been going off. Hmm. <laughs> we have the Heat again tomorrow, which is another home game. Um, I'm sure the Heat are going to be pissed that they lost mm-hmm. the last game, and Sposter will make adjustments, mm-hmm. and Billy will do nothing. <laughs> so <laughs> we have that to look forward to. <laughs> The question that just passed by my screen, should Billy Donovan stay with the Windy City Bulls? <laughs> They're taking votes. What do you guys say? Yes or no? I think he just needs to quit coaching. I think he just needs to retire. He should be stuffed in a cannon and shot into the Atlantic Ocean <laughs> with bricks tied to his feet and in handcuffs. So, so he can drown like he's been drowning this team for the last couple of years. Oh, boy. Man, and Derek, what did that sea life do to you? <laughs> Why are you forcing the sea life to deal with Billy Donovan? Because people throw, people throw garbage in the ocean all the time. Damn. <laughs> No, sometimes it get washed ashore. Sometimes it's just at the bottom forever. Either way, I would be fine with whatever outcome happened to Billy Bonham. <sighs> Go Bulls! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that escalated. Hopefully, <laughs> trade happens. And somehow we come out of it better. It's possible. <laughs> and until the next time, go Bulls. Go Bulls. <laughs> Tennis game over. The horn blows. <laughs>